The ancients envisaged their world in two halves, masculine and feminine. Their gods and goddesses worked to keep a balance of power, yin and yang. When male and female were balanced, there was harmony in the world. When they were unbalanced, there was chaos. Welcome to Inside the Chinese Mind, the podcast for learning how to work cross-culturally with China business and with Chinese people, and about China business development. Your hosts, Dr. Helen Jung from Cambridge, United Kingdom, and Darren Fuchs from Thompson Gear Lawyers in Australia. Hi, Helen. How are you? Very good. How are you, Darren? I'm very well. We're back again, continuing our series on the Yin Yang thinking model. And comparing that with the Western Socratic model by using hire the company as an example, and that quote, Helen, was actually、yes. from the Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, so it must be in a movie somewhere. That quote.、Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually I remember reading that book and thinking, yeah, how amazing that、um, uh, him, uh, an, an American literature professor, you know how. Um, the reason he wrote the book was、uh, because he teaches writing. He teaches、um, uh, English literature and writing in university. Right. And and we're just thinking he's basically been challenged by his students. You know, well, you you you're teaching us <laughs> writing. Can you show us? You know, or or are you a good writer? Where's your so, book? Where's your yeah, book? Yes.、So. <laughs> But I literally, was- I was saying, I just couldn't put 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 the book down. But how? Uh, now hearing you talking about what he said here, yeah, yeah, that's well, he、fantastic. did a really good job of that book, and he、mm. didn't do it just to show his students he could write.、Um, not sure. Remember <laughs>、sure. no, there was a you know the piece Bolero, you know da 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 by Ravel, you know、right. the piece that just keeps repeating over and over again. Yes.、Um, Maurice Ravel was a composer、right. in the turn of the the nineteenth to twentieth century. He wrote that piece、mm-hmm. as a training piece for his students. Right. So they just had a, a, a signature rhythm and, and a piece in it、uh, about I think it was about thirty-two bars, nothing more. He had different instruments come in and play it in different ways. Right. And at the end, he just takes it up by a third and then drops it by a third, which is a very common thing these days, but wasn't common then.、Mm. And then finished off the piece, and、uh, wow. it's become his most pam- famous、uh, composition. Uh, and he never intended it to be famous, so he's always upset、no. that people would would enjoy it so much. He's going, "It's just a practice piece. Why are you playing it?" <laughs> oh, it's just it、There、just you shows you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How、uh, we 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 can do something we think is just、uh, you know is not not、uh, great, and then it bursts onto the scene. So I'm glad he had that burst. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's Which absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that、What's、brings that? us probably back to our、um, next principle in Yin Yang, Darren, where it doesn't collapse the wave function, but allows、yes. contradictory thoughts, principles, structures, and processes all、yeah. to exist at the same time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. What we're talking about is operating systems of the mind. So the brains are the same. There's no difference between Chinese, African, Arabic. Australian, American, English, European brains, but but the mind is different because it's been taught to has a different operating system,、uh, subconsciously taught into it to operate. So, whilst、uh, Microsoft operating system may be 
very different to Unix operating system or Mac operating system, you can still run Microsoft Word on both of them. You yeah. can still run a calendar on both of them. You can still do those things, but they go about it underneath the waterline in a different way. Yes, indeed. So yeah. They may You've, both be mm-hmm. both may both be swans or all be swans that are majestically floating across the pond, but below they're paddling in a very different way. In fact, I totally agree, Darren. In fact, um, sometimes or most of the Western uh, business or executives or people I meet who says, yeah, we also operate on the yin-yang system, uh, particularly, uh-huh. you know, um, female executives yeah, um, and creative people R&D. in the designing, yes. in R&D. Yeah. Uh, they say, yeah, we, we do this naturally. This is how we operate. And, you know, and uh, we could have some Chinese heritage. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd, you'd have to go behind to see if they're actually operating on a contract basis or collapsing the collapsing right. the inconsistencies anyway. Because I think yeah. yin-yang has become a, a popular term in Google yeah. and, and uh, Amazon and other companies. And what they've done is is taken some of, say, the higher ways of operating, mm. but not with the operating system below, not with the, the reasons and the causality that results in it. So they come sure. up with a different, they come up with a Socratic yin-yang, I think. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I could be wrong there. No, but that's yeah, a so- good effort, isn't it, <laughs> to do something with a different, uh, pers- at least a different oh, yeah, style absolutely. of perception. Yeah. yeah. For lawyers, the sort of difference is the common law system and the mm. and the equity system where common law became so locked up in rules that right. it was developed in the 15th, 16th centuries. So yeah. the judges had flex, the equity courts had flexibility to decide what was morally right as opposed mm. to what was legally right. right. And then, of course, now equity has become so locked down by precedent, et cetera, that it's just the same as common law. It's locked, in, locked into set principles these days. Right. I think that Socratic thinking is more locking into set principles as opposed mm. to having a Free for all uh, and and less moral judgment or less controlled judgment on what's Understand. right and wrong. Understand? Yeah. yeah, allowing for change. Yeah, yeah. And we should we should get on to our favourite topic, Helen. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> hire. Yes, <laughs> the company, so, the yep. world's largest white goods manufacturer, holding twelve percent of the market in the world now, uh, went from a bankrupt refrigerator manufacturer in nineteen eighty five. We've covered the first couple of the first three stages up till 2005 in our previous podcasts where the company had become an integrated SBU sort of organization, uh, strategic business units operating not just in refrigerators but widely across all white goods. And then I think Mr. Jung, who was the CEO of Hire uh, since 1985, had a visit from a management and sociology professor. Yes, he did. Um, There's Professor Marshall Meyer from Wharton University. When he first heard of Zhang's idea of what he's going to do and roll out in hire for the next phase, he said, oh, this is the best management model I've ever heard of, but I don't think it'll work. Right. You you will not survive. So so since then, since 2005, he's been visiting hire every year just right. to make sure it's still there. <laughs> so I think now is is perfect time for us to uh, share with our audience what happened since 2005. And I suspect that that Mr. Jung was talking to Mr. Meyer at that stage in 2005 about the next step that we're going to go through now. Would that be right? Yes, indeed. Yeah. And that step is, uh, I think, what is called 
the lake. So we've gone from uh, a water drop to a creek to a river and now the description of Hire as a lake. And uh, that was the time when uh, he brought, when uh, Mr. Jung brought in the independent operating units. Um, so Hire organized its workforce into these IOUs that assumed three powers. Uh, the yep. power of decision-making, of hiring and firing, and also of distributing units, uh, profits. Right, and, and um, also an IOU functions as a small profit-loss unit run by the head of the IOU. So those are the three powers it came into. And when they created the IOUs, the intention was that they were basically small business units themselves, right. which had much more power than a, than a strategic business unit. They actually had the power to hire and fire, to decide how they organized the management structure internally within the IOU and how they would operate to develop profit and loss for the, that unit. And their rewards would be a share of those profits and losses. Indeed. Um, the example is that um, if there's a demand for, a, say, a three-door refri- refrigerator, um, an IOU will be d- established and the uh, any hire employee can apply to be hired uh, but if they're not happy with the performance of that IOU, they can choose to quit. Yep. Or, or the majority, this is very interesting, uh, Darren, to hear in a, within a Chinese organization, yep. is that yeah. if the majority of the IOU's members are not happy, they can together fire the head. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was a, a very different format where you don't have uh, a hierarchical control system. In Indeed. Fact, it's it's as if each of the employees employees rather, mm. uh, including the head guy, were shareholders in that yes. IOU. Yes, so it's so a, have, it's a upside yeah. down pyramid model. In, indeed. Yeah. Or yeah, autonomous mm. collective. I don't know what you. <laughs> yeah. Monty, Monty Python would have called that an autonomous collective unit, but I don't know what right. you'd call it. Uh, let's stick with IOU. Yes. <laughs> and how did that? Yeah. So this is the element that was shown to uh, to Marshall Meyer at least at that stage. Yes, and his reaction was, that will never work. But how did it go and hire, Helen? Uh, this went on uh, from strength to strength. So um, it, it about, I think, 10 years later, um, Professor Meyer has declared that um, um, hire is one of the most amazing organizations that he's ever witnessed. And he also said how throughout all these phases that the company has gone through this continued evolution under one leader, Mr. Zhang, which is extremely rare. Yeah. And the fact that he's, he's been the manager since, or the head guy since 1985 and still is today is an amazing process as well. Indeed. Indeed. Um, I mean, that, there hasn't been that hierarchical desire to, uh, to kick him out and find someone else, which is interesting. So, so he must be one successful and secondly very capable with people, which is great. But what he did in this process was change more what he thought was an evidence of yin yang thinking, mm-hmm. which is uh, to allow a system to mm-hmm. operate with change constantly. And so he might have one organizer, he might have two or three different groups within hire that are all trying to build three door refrigerators at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he'd let them run independently to see how yeah. they would come up with it. And I noticed that's how SpaceX is developing its Starship at the moment. Uh, <laughs> right. The, the, uh, <laughs> the spaceship that's being developed to uh-huh. travel to Mars. In fact, SpaceX has two separate tra- teams, yeah. each trying to develop 
the 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 spaceship, uh, the starship, I think it's called, right. um, and they're in different cities, uh, uh, run independently, each have their own engineers and are coming up with their own separate engineering solutions for things. So it's interesting that you can see that sort of model now yeah. being copied into Western companies like. Uh, SpaceX and an Amazon and in Google, et cetera. Sure. So I think that the, the, the process of being IOUs was something that was not common, certainly not common uh, in Western thinking in 2005. We're still uh, very much as a very much a hierarchical thinking in business mm. then. I think that mm. the blending of yin yang thinking is something that's probably only happened in the last few years, Helen, in, in mm. Western companies. What's been happening is uh, getting the model that's being applied in, in yin yang thinking and then saying, oh, this is that we can now convert that to Socratic thinking and we'll still call it yin yang. Mm. But how it was different here, I think, was that it really fitted with the way that Chinese operate as a collective, which right. comes from the yin yang epistemology. Sure. Uh, and I think what we show in the Baker Jung model is uh, at the upper level, there's five processes mm. that Chinese operate in, such as miangzi, mm. uh, such as zhong yong, mm. um, and other collectivist thinking, etc. Mm. Uh, which comes from operating in the yin-yang way where you concentrate right. on relationships and being part of a larger whole, sure. uh, which is yin-yang thing, it's not Socratic thinking. And that comes from not collapsing the wave function, mm. not collapsing the inconsistencies, but allow them to continue mm. so that you're able to operate over very different ways to traditional Western companies. Uh, in that process, Mr. Jung applied the yin-yang way of operating by having mm. these IOUs established. Sure. What they allowed was for a lack of centralized control, mm. more like an ant, co an ant colony than, than the right. royal family, uh, where the royal family, the queen is the head and runs everything. Uh, we're an ant colony, colony. There may be some set rules for each ant, but each ant doesn't know what the whole is doing collectively. And in fact, probably none of the ants, including the queen, knows what's happening collectively. Mm. Yet it still operates and achieves uh, an outcome that is sure. more than sufficient for survival of the colony. Yeah, also for the Chinese, because they operate with the yin-yang system, they are comfortable with having all the rules and uh, hierarchies turned upside down. Yeah, or turned off. Or turned off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I think uh, the result during the 2005 to 2012 is that the – the higher company changed from being a centralized, coordinated uh, R&D company to, and manufacturer to being a decentralized mm. R&D organization that would have internal competition and also individuals come up with ideas for a washing machine that could also wash potatoes mm. or a a uh, a dryer and uh, a dryer and washing machine set that's not two separate units but one physical unit attached. Mm. Uh, so that you've got the two, you've got the things stacked together, but they're actually attached as one unit mm. as opposed to two separate. Uh, you had uh, various different ways of building fridges, including a three-door fridge, uh, and that was a, an idea developed by one of the IOUs, right. uh, which then a few IOUs worked on, but eventually one of, the, one of the plans was most successful and was used as how to build that sort of fridge. Mm. So you had, instead of having a centralised, this is what we want to develop as the new products for next year, had IOUs, uh, someone who would come up with an idea, put it forward to management. Management would say, what a great idea. That person would usually become the leader of that IOU. He'd, he'd then take whatever, uh, he'd then advertise it around, bring in the people who'd most be, be most successful in making that thing work. They would decide their own model of how to operate, et cetera, and they would take the risk 
of operating as a group to achieve mm. the outcome. Mm. So a real decentralization process. Indeed. So it ran from being uh, the westernized model of uh, a, a royal family, mm. right, a hierarchical process, to a very decentralized one that allowed independent thinking on how to develop new ideas and independent thinking on how to actually implement those ideas. Those little units still ran on the basis that they had to be successful and make something that fitted the market or fitted the next uh, user within the higher organization uh, so that they would be rewarded for their efforts. So they didn't just uh, go off in their own uh, pantomime and and, uh, sit down and smoke marijuana all day and and just stare at the ceiling or contemplate how to make a, a better shade of green, they'd actually focus on what's the, what's the thing that's going to make money for hire and therefore make money for our IOU, and let's go and do that. So it's a great model for developing a very low-cost, enthusiastic R&D teams throughout the entire organization. And that took um, a good uh, seven years in this phase, but also took the lead in building the foundation of the previous yeah. cycle to make yeah. it possible. And yeah. um, the um, comment is that the reason why Hire can make this uh, platform work is yeah. largely due to uh, Mr. Zhang. Zhang Rimin's humble and tolerant attitude, yes. which is yeah. embodied in Hire's slogan today that Hire is the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And so we got to the next stage in 2012. So I think it took, once again, about oh. seven years to go from SBUs to IOUs. Right. And implement that system. And, and of course, it was still SBUs operating in uh, 2012 at the end of that period. But all the elements that could benefit from independent thinking, which was almost all of the company, had Mm -hmm. IOUs in it as well. Right. Interesting model. So really decentralized. So what happened next? When when did uh, Hire move from being the lake to the ocean, Helen? Uh, It's from 2012, where Hire brought in the ecosystem thinking, yeah, yeah. Uh, which uh, ecosystem, um, particularly business ecosystem, has been quite a buzzword in the management arena. Uh, I was when I was doing my PhD in the 2010-2011, I did quite a bit of reading on you know e- ecosystem, business ecosystem, and yes. what it does. Chinese uh, entrepreneurs and business leaders naturally embrace this because yes. it's it's a platform. It's a community-driven model. Yeah. Um, where in Hire's case, there are you know they naturally include three kinds of players. So in the ecosystem, yeah. you have yes. key players, and you have supporting, and you have um, uh, the environment that nurtures the whole ecosystem, and then everybody benefit. Yeah. So yeah. the plat- so in higher there are three t- type of um, these type of roles. There are platform owners and entrepreneurs yep. of uh, what they call small micro micro enter- enterprises. Yep. And then employee makers. Yeah. So I think uh, uh, Mr. Jung in 2014 in one of his speeches uh, indicated that the firm is the platform, the employee as the maker and customer individualization as the three components. Right. So he, he changed it so that, that hire itself uh, wasn't the, the regulator of how to operate, but it was the facilitator of how to operate. So the employees would be the ones who would actually be the driving 
and hire would just be the organization that facilitated their creativity and the implementation of their creativity into products that suited individual customers better. So in other words, uh, they have given more power to each individual of the business. Like you were saying, Darren, earlier that everyone is now a true stakeholder. It goes beyond just being a shareholder. So yeah. they're a stakeholder of the business. Yeah, and, of and, their own individual business. Yeah, and the organization. Yeah, yeah, that's a real empowerment for those individuals to continue to perform or improve their performances and take a vested interest in what they do every day uh, with their job. Yeah, and that was very much. I think that that's very getting very close to the bee colony uh, Mm. analogy, Helen, where it's actually Mm. each bee was free to act as they saw fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they would obviously be rewarded on the basis of what they achieved sure. uh, and what the benefits they provided to the organization as opposed to just receiving a wage and doing uh, politics by day and, and, uh, and uh, their real business by night. Sure. So it really sure. cut out a lot of politics as well, I think. Indeed. Well, that's uh, where um, we come back to the comment of, um, because Mr. Zhang Rimin is a widely, um, very widely respected business leader um, mm. in China for a long time, but also now in the yeah. world stage where he's so humble and uh, yeah. so tolerant, tolerant and he yes. basically brought in this concept of, you know, let's be the sea. Um, you recall, Darren, that uh, Bessie told us the Chinese saying, Rong hai na bai chuan. so an ocean can take over a hundred rivers. Yeah. So that's why this, they're saying is higher as the sea. So we're we're tolerant, we're wide open, we have the capacity and the uh, compassion almost to yeah. have all the people working for us. And yeah, and he's a humble leader, and he's not dominating. No. Yeah. Uh, so there was a higher purpose so he's not yes. running the organization for his own ego or to you know to get more uh, recognition no. or yeah. things but yeah so it's very much a, a humble uh, and not a dominating uh, attitude Indeed. which uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the next one is more uh, young which is the sky as as oh, we good. move okay 2000 uh, 19 onwards, Darren, because the ocean, the sea is very much a yin, uh, a tolerant and nurturing and supportive and all inclusive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where the next phase uh, for hire, someone said it's interesting, you know, you look back at their de- development cycle every seven years, there's a clear strategy, there's a clear move. Um, yeah. If we look back, you know, the from a water drop to gathering many more water drops into a creek. And yes. then the creek grows and gained momentum, became a river, and then the river became the sea. And now what? The sea is on the land, and now we're up on the sky. Well, yes. Helen, I think, I think we've done enough for this week. I think we've covered uh, another stage in the higher model, and next week we'll finish off with the final stage, which is the the sky. Instead of getting wet, we're going to get dry and go up in the sky with higher. How does that sound? Absolutely. And we will um, also discuss the leadership style of Mr. Zhang Rimin and why and how that's different from the Western models. 
Yes, yes. And discuss how yin-yang thinking is different to Western Socratic thinking yet again. Because how it's the basis of all Chinese thinking, all the other things that, that, that you see operating uh, in the Chinese society comes from this basis. And of course, is the, the basic level in the Baker Jung model of the Chinese mind. Isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> all right, so podcasts, I think that's enough for this week. So, Zaijian from me. Zaijian. Okay, bye bye, podcasts. Bye. Bye. Thank you for one flight with Air China.